Moms. We're two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hi, friends. Hi. Guess what? It's both of us. <laughs> so excited. The best. These are getting harder and harder. Just for, we just were talking before we jumped on about how this is like a season. And so our catch-up episodes may be a little fewer and further between, but that will change because we got some really great feedback from our last one about how you guys are really enjoying our catch-up episodes. We want to do more of them, not just for you. We love you, but also for each other because we like talking to each other. Um, it's funny. We like what we talked for at least 20 minutes before we actually started recording. Um, so yeah, we feel happy to be looking at each other in the face and to be talking to all of you and to be giving another update episode. And, um, thanks for listening and thanks for being here. And also huge thanks for all the feedback after the last catch up. We got some really, really sweet emails, sweet direct messages. Um, just a lot of, I don't know, love. And we are so grateful. So thank you for that. In fact, before we jump in, I kind of want to read one. You don't mind me monopolizing. Let's do it. (laughs) Just talking. We got a really sweet email from Katie, Mama to Hazel, who's two and a half. She said, hey, ladies, listen to the podcast today and loved it as usual. Heard you say your emails have been slow. Not anymore. (laughs) So just dropping a line to say I'm here. I'm listening and I'm loving my weekly time with you too. Laura, when you said you got laid off, I said out loud, oh no, but then totally agreed with your perspective shift. I've actually wondered to myself why you don't do more work for yourself while understanding the enormity of that. I also work in a corporate setting. My favorite episodes are these catch-ups. I just love it. Hugs to both of you. Katie, mama to Hazel, two and a half. And that just like melted my heart. Actually, the, ne- the day after this podcast went live, I was like in tears like six times, but it was all happy just feeling the love. And, and I know that we both are in a serious season of transition and we've been feeling very supported by you guys. And so thank you for that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And another way you can support <laughs> is by um, rating, subscribing and reviewing the podcast. That means so much to us, even if you just subscribe or share it with someone and ask a friend to subscribe, leave a review. If you love what you're hearing, we read them. We love them. They mean so much to us. So there's and that's like, how other people find our podcast. Yeah. If we can get more that's reviews, how the grows. other people mm-hmm. can find us and find this community, which is so important. Yeah. Um, updates. I guess we should just dive in. Let's I do mean, it. I am still <laughs> in the midst of transition. I'm feeling better and better about this. Um, the, the career shift and the opportunity, like it's just becoming more and more glaring now that it's a reality. And I like, it's really sunk in that I'm no longer going to be working for CrossFit as an employee um, at the end of October. And I'm just seeing now all the ways that my brain and mind and spirit are open to like seeing opportunities that I almost never saw before because I was so focused on just getting through the, like the weekly grind. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to have time to pursue things that I'm so passionate about. And I I'm just seeing, it's amazing with this opening now that in front of me, I see more potential in myself and it's not that it wasn't there before, but it's all of a sudden like I'm my eyes, I have the freedom and the time to see it. Um, but 
I feel like I'll be able to jump more on that when we're out of this move situation. I'm sitting here in our living room looking at stacks of boxes. Um, we don't even have a lot of things, but still boxes. We're moving everything down to my mother-in-law's in Paso Robles this weekend. Um, we're not actually going to be out of the condo until mid to late October, but Rusty is working a seminar in Scotland Oof. and then he's home for one weekend, five days. And in those five days, we're dropping off the van up in Placerville to start our first build. So stay tuned for that. We're going to do like a before and after, but we're getting repurposed wood flooring and storage added and drawers. And so it's a little bit more like a home um, and they'll have it for four weeks. And then in those four weeks, he goes again to, he goes to New Zealand. <laughs> so I'm going to be solo parenting. Um, we're going to be living with my parents for some of that time. So that's going to be interesting. And we're just, we're just living one day at a time right now. That's all step you can one do. Is, yeah. Step one is get out of the condo. Step two, move into the van. And whatever happens in between is just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we are going to make it. And uh, yeah, so that's where we're at in terms of the transition. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's more, but that's, I'll probably remember down the road. What, what's new with you? <laughs> I'm done well, I just, it. I want to say this feels like a season for both of us. And it's not always like this, right? Like life just goes in these like ups and downs. And this feels like a season for both of us where we just have to to keep in mind the next thing that needs to happen in order to keep moving forward. For me, sometimes if I start to look too far ahead, like all the multiple steps that need to be accomplished in order for quote unquote, like to get there or whatever, like it gets a little overwhelming, right? So I just, like you said, like, the first, the first trip, like Rusty's going to Scotland, let's get it through there. Or like, let's get all our stuff to Paso Robles. And like, let's just check that off the list. Like, not, not think too far ahead. Um, at least for me, like, I, if I go too, too into it, like, it can get a little overwhelming. So, and I just feel your pain moving, no matter, no matter if you have just not a lot of stuff, or if you have a lot of stuff, it is not fun. <laughs> It really sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, and it's funny too. It's like we even thought we don't have that much stuff. Like this is going to be easy, but like you always almost have more stuff than you think you have because it's like hidden mm-hmm. in closets or like it's like stuff you've held on to but you haven't looked at in years potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that part is like it's just kind of eye opening how much stuff we accumulate over time as humans. Are you getting any feels like this is where Evie like? Yeah. So the only, I got a little bit emotional, um, last earlier this week we were doing, I just mostly, I love our nighttime routine and she doesn't even sleep in her nursery, but I like that we do bath and then we go in there and we all lay together and read. Um, and so I had a moment where I, we were laying there and Rusty was reading and I was nursing and I got like all welled up. Um, and I'm glad I like to shed a tear or two. And then I was like, cool, I processed that. And I really feel like it was effective. Um, and then the next day I like, I actually started packing up the stuff that we had put up in the, on the walls. Like we have this beautiful dream catcher and just like special things that we purposely bought intentionally while I was pregnant to hang in her nursery for her space. Um, and we packed them up and put them away. And, and for me, that was very much like, okay, we will be opening these again. Someday we'll find a forever home where we'll open these up. And whether we put them in her room at that point or a new baby or whatever it is, like, it was good kind of closure for me, especially now that like we're in the full process of getting the second van, like the van build out, um, thinking about how we're going to create a special space there. And like certain things we've taken down off the walls that we know we, because they're 
cloth or whatever we can hang in the van and they're safely. And so just kind of and like pulling specific, like very special books and stuff out. Like we're going to have maybe three to four books in the van. Um, so now I'm focusing on like building that space as our home. And so it's gone from like mourning the loss of her nursery, which is literally the only room in this place that I'm like, Oh, that was like the special space in the whole place. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm doing a, like I'm, what I'm working through is not pushing those feelings aside. I'm really, when something pops up where I'm like, Oh, I never thought I would feel sadness about leaving the condo. Like I, I do. And so when that pops up, I try and sit with it because Mm -hmm. I don't want it to all come glaring when we're living in the van, (laughs) you know, I'm trying to process things as they come and that's been effective. Um, I've had, I think I've cried four out of the five days this work week. Mm. (laughs) So not always bad, but I think three out of the five were overwhelmed, anxiety, sadness, and then not sadness, mostly anxiety and over being overwhelmed. Maybe that was the only sad one. And then a couple of just like happiness and joy. And it was funny yesterday I was feeling very anxious. And so Rusty's like, close everything, put Evie in the carrier. And we went for a walk and we're walking and I tripped on the sidewalk and I fell while wearing her. And like, she was fine. I caught her. And I was fine. And I just start, I sat on the sidewalk, cross-legged, sobbing. And it was like, that's what I needed. Like the adrenaline rush and like the, the momentary fear of, is my baby okay? And I just like, that was like what opened the floodgates. <laughs> I sat there for five minutes and just sobbed. And he just sat there and was like, it's okay to cry. I was like, I <laughs> and then And then I started laughing. I just started laughing and then we finished our walk and it was so great. Well, that's like, that's like kids too. It's like when you think of, I'm thinking specifically of our two-year-old, I'm just relating this to like human beings, but like, you know, when you think about kids and you're like, why is she crying? Because her plate is pink and not blue. Like that makes no sense, but it's not necessarily, maybe it's not because really because her plate is pink and not blue. It's because she's got all these built up emotions and that's just an excuse for her to let it out, like kind of like God, the tripping thing wasn't that wasn't that big of a deal. Like everyone was right. fine, but it was like you needed that trigger to just let go of it, okay. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's one hundred percent. And and feeling my feelings is helping me be a better parent because, like, like you just said, like that is so true. Evie was like trying to open the closet and couldn't get the closet open today, and just melted. And I'm like, okay, you're feeling all the feelings that I'm feeling, plus your home that you've lived in your whole life is now filled with boxes and we're like packing everything away. And so like little things are setting her off and she's doing this like arch back, like, ah, like just she'll scream for like, and it's the first time I'm like, are we hitting tantrum? Like, is that, <laughs> is that a thing? 15 months? I think it's that's about right. Mm-hmm. But then it passes. And so then this morning I like just grabbed her and went to the room and just held her. And I was like explaining to her what we're doing. And this is the thing that I'm realizing more and more is that, now she, even from a younger age, like they get it right. They know what's going on in some capacities. Like when we just talked to them. So I just sat in the nursery and I held her and I explained to her what's happening and that we're packing up. And she knows we, we named the van Homer. Um, if, I say, if I say, where's Homer, she points at it. So she knows. So <laughs> I was explaining to her that like, we're packing everything and we're taking it to grandma's because we're moving into Homer and that's going to be our new home. And she cried in my arms and then I held her and then she pointed at my nose and said that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay, I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just feel like she needed, and then the rest of the morning until Rusty just took her hopefully for a nap to pick up the trailer, but, um, she was in great spirit. So I feel like she just needed like some explanation as to what was going on. And then also a chance to cry. And just like I did yesterday. So Mm -hmm. they're very, they're very intuitive. And like, even, I mean, when we moved, we moved literally across town into a house, like it wasn't a huge transition, but you know, it's the only house that Camille's ever 
known. And so I did notice like when we moved here, we had to kind of talk about that a lot and talk about like, this is our new house. This is where we live. Like explain it over and over and over again. Like she would ask us like, we're going to our new house. Like this is our new house, like my new bed. And um, it's cool now that she has like the language really. Like, I mean, we can almost communicate just like, like I'm communicating with you right now. Um, but, um, it's powerful. It's powerful. And it, it makes you think like, I've had a lot of, I guess I'll kind of dive into my update too. But like the last couple of weeks, I think, how long have we been in the house? Like three weeks? Is this the third week? I can't even remember. Like time is Today's like, the 28th. <laughs> okay. We moved in the first week end of September. So yeah, almost four, four weeks. And while, like, I think I posted about this on Instagram, like, it's all great stuff. It's new. It's exciting. Like, a new place, a new job, all this this amazing stuff. But, like, I I think I've been so busy. I haven't processed a lot of the emotions around, like, leaving our house and, like, raising our kids there. And it was, like, again, and you're probably feeling this, too. It's not so much that I miss the house. It's I miss the life we built there. And the relationships and the the emotions that I feel when I think about the house, like all those times, the special times. Um, And so even I went through that and, you know, being able to see that in my kids and also allow them the space to feel that is powerful, Um, not just for them, but for me also, because I was on Instagram the other day and I was just like, I feel sad. I don't know why I feel melancholy. I feel like I want to cry. And I don't know why. And it was, again, it was what you said. I just told myself, like, I don't need to have an answer. And I don't have to move past this any faster than I want to. Um, and I don't have to pretend like I'm happy-go-lucky, like everything's perfect 24-7. Um, and it was kind of like a weight just kind of, like, fell away. And when I posted that story, everyone was like, I'm so much positive response. And I don't know. I, I think it's just so powerful for, like, you, Laura, to share that, yeah, I feel stressed. I feel anxious. This is what I do when I feel those feelings. It's not perfect, but it allows me to feel them. And we're, we're all working on. Yes. And no one is perfect. No one's perfect. No one. No. And, and the best for me, the most effective thing I could possibly do is, um, feel the, feel the feelings. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, like when you actually sat there and said, I feel sad, just saying it aloud sometimes Mm -hmm. is so therapeutic for me. I process things and get through things by talking. And mm-hmm. I feel like we might be similar. So like mm-hmm. this podcast is so great for me. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say when I get on here. And then by the time we finish recording, I'm like, Oh my God, that was so <laughs> cathartic. <laughs> yes. So thanks all of you for being part therapist for me. But, um, know. yeah. So have you, have you kind of moved out of that yet? Or are you still feeling? Um, I've, I'm moving out of it. And also to be totally 100% transparent and honest, and this talking about this doesn't like, weird me out at all but like I started my period the day that I felt oh yeah so overwhelmed and like with sadness and I have started to recognize that I do have pretty predictable um feelings according to my cycle and even with nutritional support and supplements and stuff it's just like it's just a natural hormonal shift where I am more sensitive to those feelings during that time and so while like talking about it, especially with like Tim and you and I both, Rusty is amazing. I'm sure he's, they're both just great soundboards for those types of things. Um, so talking through it, yes, 100%, but also just the natural progression through your cycle. It just like in a couple days, I'll be like, life is great. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
feel so much better. Why was I stressed? I don't know. (laughs) It's incredible. I mean, and and I think it's so powerful to be in tune with that and to be Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I know that I'm going to be a little bit more emotional or like sensitive or in tune with my feelings during these few days. And so I'm excited to get my period back. And I do feel like I've had a couple cycles where like I felt the shift in hormones and I had like a little bit of pink and like stuff like that, but nothing glaringly obvious. And so I'm just like eager for it to come back because I feel like I can best support myself knowing my cycle Mm -hmm. and tuning into the different phases. And like, there's, I feel like there's just a week or so, maybe it's just a few days where it's like, I'm just going to kind of say no to everything social Mm -hmm. and stay in and, and just like hunker down. And other times where I'm going to like get a bunch done and other times Mm -hmm. where I'm going to tone back on exercise and other times I'm going to hit it hard and, so I'm trying to be in tune with that, but it's hard when I don't have it. No, you don't have the outward sign of what's going on. But yeah, we're actually, I'm recording a podcast um, next month with Megan um, Blacksmith. She's already been on the podcast, but there she is going to talk about um, cycle syncing. And yeah. so we're going to talk about very specifically, like, why that happens. Like, why in a woman's monthly cycle, we feel super productive, like, extroverted, positive in certain aspects and why in other parts of that cycle it fluctuates and how to support that and all the good stuff. I think it's so powerful and I'm I'm so excited. Like this week I was just decided I worked out once I went to CrossFit. I've been consistently going to CrossFit in the morning, which is so much fun. Feels so great. Uh, But this week I was like tired. I was like drained, zapped emotionally, physically. And it was like, I'm not going to push myself and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I can always go back on Monday when I feel better. And that's such a powerful mind shift, right? Like mindset shift is when you, it's not like I fell off the wagon. I might as well just stop going. I know. I hate the (laughs) wagon. I hate that concept. Your life is a wagon. Like you have forever. Like the ride. It's it's a ride. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that for me was a very powerful like re- revelation for myself. Like I don't have that that mindset cycle that like it's not diet culture, but it's like essentially has a lot to do with diet culture. Like why am I going to work out? Because I want to like lose yeah. weight and I want to be able to like, well, whatever. That makes women feel less than yeah if they're not like tiny and taking up very little mm-hmm. space and feeling like they are. I don't know, less worthy because they don't have a certain, I, I just, we recorded with Noelle. I did. And she, her, one of her quote was like, your worth is not based around how often you get to the gym, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that. And this is like the first time in my adult life where I wake up every morning. I like to move. You, you know that mm-hmm. I talk about that all the time. I like to move my body. I like to feel good and feel strong. But for me, that strength isn't necessarily being able to back squat. Like what I used to back squat. Like I, I'm nowhere close to hitting numbers I used to hit but it doesn't mean I'm not strong. Mm-hmm. I'm strong in other ways. My body feels better than it has in a long time. I get up every morning and I swing the kettlebell a hundred times. And I'm also learning about perspective. Like for me going in and out of, on my patio and swinging it like 10, 10 swings, answer an email, go back out and do that 10 times throughout the morning. Or like this morning I did four sets of 25 swings. And I like, I realize now where for me, that's very little. That's like, I'm just waking up and moving my body. And then, you know, talking to like my sister, she was like, I tried to do 10 sets of 10 swings and it was like, it was way too much. And I was like, Oh, I'm getting a better perspective and a little bit better handle on reality and like what it means to be strong and fit. And, and it doesn't necessarily correlate specifically with like how much weight you move. And my fitness is different than someone else's fitness. That doesn't make me fitter. It just makes like my, it's all relative. And like where my body feels at its best is different than where someone else's. And it doesn't make anyone more or less worthy. Um, 
I do think movement is so important for every single human being, but what that movement looks like is going to be different depending on who they are and the season of life. And I plan on getting back to lifting a little bit more, but I mean, I'm going to be living in a van. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to have consistent access to the same gym routine, you know. You're not going to have room in your van for a barbell and bumper plates? (laughs) No, maybe someday. (laughs) But no, just a kettlebell. We're going to have our kettlebells. We have two. And, um, and the impact, right? Like that thing is going to be, yeah, are y'all going to take that with impact. you? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that'll be great. And that doubles as a backpack for like short trips and whatnot. And so I, I feel fine. And I feel like I can get really effective workouts in with just my body, even, um, air squats and lunges and step ups on a bench and push ups, And you know, you find things to do like, like a rose and whatnot. And it's just, it's, it's amazing how creative I've gotten since I've kind of just stopped going to our local gym. I just, kind of in a phase of life where I don't have an hour to give, um, to go to a full class. I I could have it, but I don't feel like I need to like that for me feels I'd rather love myself in multiple ways over the course of an hour, fitness being maybe a third of that. And then like maybe using like my beauty counter mask and then another, like making myself a nice lunch versus like one hour in the gym that doesn't give me the opportunity to do other things for myself in some of that space when I can get an effective workout in, um, in less time. So it's been kind of fun to play around with and, and, uh, not put pressure on myself and like love my body, not despite not going to the gym, but love myself because I'm not, because that's what I feel is right for myself right now. Um, I recently listened to Liz, Liz and Diane's podcast, and she talked about this whole concept of like posting a photo of yourself and not saying something along the lines of, I love my body in spite of the the flaws or the, the flaws yeah. or like this is a beautiful postpartum body and no, it's a, it's a body and yeah. it's a beautiful body just because it's, it's a body and it's your body and it's amazing. And I just found that to be so awesome. One thing I really try and do is not talk about my body that much in terms of like the, the aesthetics of it, because I'm so much more than that. Every, we all are. And, uh, I don't know, that's been a kind of a cool revelation in the past year or so. I think for me, um, Anyways, that was a tangent I didn't mean to go on. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's our podcast. We can do whatever tangent we want. But it's funny, too, because it's like I – we're kind of switching places when it comes to, like, you're moving out of a more, like, structured um, movement plan. And I'm like – now my mindset is like I need a little bit more structure around it. It's so interesting. And it's not right or wrong. Like it's not right or wrong at all. And I think it's all about is so important when like the accountability is what's going to get you there. And for me, you know, and so like, and then for me right now, I like don't want that pressure, but I, I know that I'll still work out every day in some capacity. Right. It's just, it's, you know, it's all relative and it's all season. Sorry. I got excited. You go. No, I mean, <laughs> you're, I'm an obliger. I'm actually an upholder, right. honestly, um, with like some obliger tendencies, but like I, you're not, you're not that like, you don't need like a class time or like a coach expecting you to be there for, to hold you accountable to anything. And admittedly I do, um, or at least I do better with that. Um, not taking the full onus off myself. Like I can, I can do things without expectations, like outside expectation, but it just works a little bit better for me. Like when I have in the morning when the alarm goes off and I'm like, Oh, I could sleep or I could get up knowing a little bit that like, yeah, they're probably going to expect me there. And I have a lot of fun there. And I like when I go there. Um, helps me get out. Hi friends. Laura here with some exciting news. 
Sigmatic has come on as a Modern Mamas podcast sponsor. We are so excited. If you've been following along with my Instagram stories, especially, you've seen that I use this stuff every single morning. The Lion's Mane Elixir is my absolute favorite. I add it to my boosted coffee for an extra boost of brain clarity, productivity, and focus that I genuinely did not experience until I started adding this in every day. They also make other elixirs like Rishi for calming, Cordyceps for an energy boost, and Chaga for an immune boost. Along with those elixirs, they also have really cool blends. I love the Lion's Mane and Coffee blend when I travel because I don't have to worry about getting my hands and lips on high quality coffee. I have it ready to go. All you need is hot water, you mix in the blend, and you're set. They have caffeine, caffeine-free options as well, like a chai latte and a turmeric latte for gut health and skin glow, and all they have all kinds of incredible blends. I cannot recommend enough that you go check out their website, find whatever mushroom blend is, is going to fit with your lifestyle, and give it a try. The awesome folks at Four Sigmatic have offered our listeners, you guys are special, you get 15% off any order. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash modern mamas or simply type in modern mamas, all lowercase, all one word at checkout, you get 15% off. Check it out, see what fits your life, and happy shrooming. But Again, it's like if I choose to stay in bed like I did this morning, it was like, I'm going to shut the alarm off and I'm not going to have any guilt because like, I need tired. this. Yeah, I'm tired. So yeah. anyways, tangent. I, I think it's important for us. We're just in tune with what our bodies need at what time. And, mm-hmm. and we've taken the guilt away of like feeling like we're less than if we take a day off because you can take a day off and do what your body needs. And I think that's powerful. Yeah. Um, and I, ultimately, I wasn't really enjoying the class that I usually attended. And so I stopped going because like, I'm not going to spend an hour if I'm not going to have fun yeah. or feel like I'm taking more. I want to always leave feeling better than I went in. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, cool. Well, do you have any other updates? I mean, little stuff working, um, with fed and fit has been great. It's a learning process, but like also very impactful for myself, like realizing like my whole life I'll be learning something new, new skills. Like, it's like when you think that you, I mean, I'm sure you'll see this too, Laura, when you transition, but like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's eye opening. Like we're learning from the moment that we're born and like we get into these like seasons of comfort to where like we can do things with our eyes closed essentially. Mm -hmm. And then you transition out of that season into something where like now I'm back to being the student. And so that's what I'm learning. It's been really powerful, but it's been incredible and fun um, to work with that team and my kids are growing up. Camille's mm-hmm. like almost potty trained. Bear started soccer. I've been doing some little Instagram snaps of his soccer practice. So cute. I'm actually impressed. I really thought that they were just going to sit around picking flowers, but like they're pretty good for a bunch of five-year-olds. Um, and it's crazy. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. Our life is, it's, I don't know what the word is. It's different than I imagined, but it's beautiful at the same time. And we're growing into this, I'm going to get emotional, this dream that I always had, like for myself, when I, when I really sat down and thought about like wanting a family and what my life would look like with a family, um, like it's happening. So it's, um, so happy for you. Yeah. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I didn't expect that. And I don't even really know where that came from. (laughs) But I don't know. It's just crazy. I have, not to be 
I, when I say, when I say something like what I'm about to say, it's not to be like boastful or like bragging, but like, I have an amazing, incredible life. I really do. And I don't take time to express that enough or show gratitude for it. Um, I have an incredible, I I know. And it's so powerful too. Cause like all today I've just been like, I'm so stressed. Like got so much to do. Like Camille's home with us today because our daycare is closed. And it's like, I don't know. And just saying that out loud, I felt this like, energy shift. So that's good. It's going to carry me into (laughs) the next couple of days. Thank you for holding the space for me. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're making me like you saying that makes me feel like, okay, today's this week's been hard, but shit, we're about to like, we're living our dream mm-hmm. and there's, it's so empowering. And like for you, you made, you worked, you are working your ass off to live this dream and to work a job you love. And, and I don't know, to have more freedom and we're moving into a van and that's been my life, like an adult lifelong dream of mine. And we're going to be free and we're going to travel the country and we're going to live this life that we both wanted so badly. And we've made that happen for us. And so the transition is hard, but the, and living in a van, is not always going to be easy, but it's something that we've wanted for so long. And we want, we have this freedom that I never thought I would get to experience. And we get to, I know. God damn. It's awesome. (laughs) I know. Isn't it crazy? Like I talk about this with Tim all the time. Like we talk about what you guys are doing. We talk about what we've done and we talk about like even five years ago where we were and how like that was a dream, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of what we're experiencing. Like a pipe dream. Like a, yeah. yeah. A lot of what we're experiencing right now was just a wishful, wishful thinking. We talk about it before we go to bed. Like maybe one day, one day we'll work for ourselves. One day we'll have kiddos and whatever one day we'll live in a van and be able to travel the country and like we're doing it and it's incredible and what I want to show like what I feel like one of my deepest life goals is to show other people that it's possible I mean it's not like I'm like making a million dollars like running my own company or whatever yet but like whatever it is that someone wants to do like it's possible well that's not where wealth like shows itself to you like that's not what you like we talk about this a lot how wealthy in time, wealthy in experiences, wealthy in relationships mm-hmm. versus like wealthy in money. For me, money's always like going to be at the, the bottom mm-hmm. as long as we have enough to eat and fill the van with gas and like clothe ourselves minimally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all we really need, you yeah. know? And so ultimately I want to be comfortable. Yes. I don't want my kid to ever worry about what she's going to put in her mouth or like the, the, the things that make, you know, that we absolutely need. But aside from that, I'd rather be wealthy in time and, and, um, I feel like that's for each of us. That's kind of like we're setting ourselves up to have it prioritized properly, mm-hmm. like to have time first with people that we love and to feel fulfilled. And then from like down the totem pole, also money's coming. And that's mm-hmm. a product to think of like setting intentions and then being authentic. And then the money also comes as like a byproduct mm-hmm. of that. Hopefully. Totally. Ah, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one says it's easy. It's not like we just decided no. like we want to work for ourselves and like chase these dreams and then like money just pops out of nowhere. But like, I mean, it's going to be work. Like you're going to have to work your business and grow it. And same here with me and other avenues. Like it's never easy, but it, I mean, this is cheesy. It's never easy, but it's worth it. Like it's true. <laughs> that yeah. is like one of those, those like little isms that, you know, ring true at least for me. So hundred percent. It feels good. Um, feels good, but it feels hard some days. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I cried four, five days this week, four days this week. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but this then the good feels now. so good. The good yeah. feels so good and the hard feels hard. But, um, I think just feeling the feelings is really powerful. So yeah. 
That kind of segues nicely into our question. We're, yeah. we're going to answer a listener question this week. We haven't done it in a while because we've just been had a lot. We talk about too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the question. So alone time, how do you ask for it without guilt, shame brought on by yourself? I'm a teacher and have the summers off with my husband. And yet when I want and need alone time, I cannot bring myself to ask for it without feeling like I can't handle parenting. <laughs> Stay at home moms. I just have the most respect for you. You are incredible. Um, thoughts. I, I, the question I guess is how do you ask for alone time? And, um, we kind of touched on this before we jumped on, but I think like to sum it up in one word would be communication with your partner, especially like, um, understanding that that alone time for you, for me, alone time is not something that I like cognitively like think, Oh, this is something that I need. Um, but I guess in the things that I want to do, like we talked the episode about non-negotiables like fitness, um, making myself a, a good meal each day, getting outside. I guess sometimes I do those alone, but they don't have to be alone. But those are the things that I like, that's kind of how I interpret this. Like I'm picturing her asking for alone time as like me asking for my 20 minutes to work out or time to make myself lunch or a walk alone sometimes. Um, and so it all comes down to communication and helping my husband understand that that, that time is important for me, but it also is important for our family unit for me to have that time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't just doesn't just make me feel better, but it makes everyone feel better because when I do come back from that, I can be more present and more available and, and whatnot. And so, um, yeah, we kind of saw the fruits of this yesterday because I had a lot on my plate. I had a lot to do. I had podcast recording and a nutrition consultation and a lot of work to do for CrossFit and we were packing and I kind of felt like I was running away from Evie all day because I do work from home and that was really, really hard for me. Um, and Rusty was on baby duty a lot and I would have to like take my computer and like go in the nursery and shut the door. And I had to have that alone time to get anything done. And then in the evening we had this dinner and Rusty's a coach at our local gym. And, um, one of the gals in the 7am class cooked dinner for the whole, everyone who goes to that class. Cause one of the guys is leaving for Spain. And so we got there and, and that was my turn to like give him time. So I was on baby duty. And for me, it was like filled my cup because I had had a whole day where I like missed her. <laughs> and so when we got to this dinner, I was so excited to spend time with her. Um, and Rusty got to spend time and be social and like have a drink with friends. And, and he was still like, uh, you know, a part of our, we were still involved, but I was more on baby duty. And so I got to see that firsthand where like I had to ask him for alone time during the day to get things that I need to get done done. And then in the evening, it wasn't even a conversation. I then wanted to take Evie and be present with her. And so then he got alone time. So it's like a, it's a give and take where I had to ask for it. I just let him know this is what I need from you. And he was okay with that. And then it ended up really serving all of us because then I could be more present with Evie in the evening and he got his time without having to ask for it because I was so ready to take her on again. Um, so that was kind of like a fitting experience that I didn't even realize was so fitting of an answer yeah, to this question. That's a great answer. I feel like I didn't have yeah. anything to offer besides that. I mean, 100% echo communication. Um, that's the only way or not the only way, but that's a huge thing like between you and your partner to understand because you can ask all day and yeah, people can feelings of resentment can build up. I mean, that's just human nature when you don't fully understand something or you don't fully understand the motivation behind it or the why or how it's going to this is human nature too how it's going to help you to do that for your partner like it's a give and a take and it's um you're working as a unit yes you you as an individual is very important the the care that you give yourself what you pour into yourself so that you can be a better part of this team in my in my mind um is how it works when you have 
when you're, when you think of, when you're having to think about other people besides yourself as well. And I don't want that to say like, you are not important. Like the individual is not important. Um, cause it is, it's just also how it relates to the family unit. But, um, I would also say the other suggestion, and we talked about this a little bit too before is therapy. Um, <laughs> not in a negative way, not like, Oh my gosh, you need therapy. Everyone needs therapy, especially when you're struggling with feelings like this. Um, and if it's not therapy, it's, somehow working through some self doing some self work essentially like understanding the root of a lot of these issues is so powerful um because i i just want to say like i 100% relate to this this particular listener and this question and i still struggle with it but what has helped me is understanding myself more and whether that's through something like the enneagram or reading a book about like tendencies or um, just deep diving into like some journaling or however it is that you can get a little bit more in touch with like why, um, versus like the internal internalization of those feelings versus like the external expression. Like I feel guilty. Okay. You feel guilty, but like, why, like, why do you really feel guilty? Um, is it because you feel like you don't deserve that time? And if you feel like that, like, why do you feel that way? Um, and so some of that can be kind of painful and can take a long time to, I mean, it's not just like you're going to sit down and be like, okay, why do I feel this way? And just come up with the answer right away. It's a process. But um, I think that is an act of self-care, carving out some time to work through some of those feelings as well. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question, but I think it should be part of the process. Not say should. Totally. I would recommend that as part of the process because that's what's worked for me. Like I still, I don't 100% always feel guilt-free about being like, I have to go for a walk, but I know why I need that and I know why it's important. And so does Tim because we've communicated mm-hmm. to tie it back into what you said. Like, this is why I need that. Like, please help me. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like know. a love language thing in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be able to speak to each other, I guess, in a way that's like, I feel like if we don't ask for it straight up when we start to feel like we really need it, it just builds and builds. And then when you finally, instead of asking for it, you demand it. And there's, Mm -hmm. there's definitely a difference. And sometimes asking for it is much more well-received than being like, dude, get like, I need time alone. Get away from me. I'm Mm -hmm. sick of you. It's almost like take little bits of alone time so that when you are together, it's like, "Ah, I'm so happy to be near you right now. (laughs) And that's just relationships. It's never going to be easy. It's never going to be perfect, but Um, if you kind of, it's gotta be a give and take. And I think it all comes back to like communication. And also, like you said, like therapy, getting to the root of why, what is it about the alone time that's serving you? Is it because you are not wanting to communicate with your partner, I guess. And I'm not trying to be like a, like a couples therapist right now, but the why is so important. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you need alone time for? Is it because you want to fill your own cup by spending time alone and like getting in tune with how you're feeling? Or is it because you really don't want to be around a specific person? And kind of getting to the why I think is so important to kind of just work through that stuff. Um, but I think we all benefit from alone time. Oh, we need totally. It 100%. Well, I talk about the Enneagram all the time. I'm semi-obsessed with it because it's like... I need to take... It's a test. Oh my gosh, it's a test. And I have an idea of who, of what you are. <laughs> but you're not supposed to... So there's, there's, a, there's a number that coincides with um, a rebel-like tendencies. But you're not supposed to type other people. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, How do but, I get this? I look, oh, should we link to it in the show notes? Yeah, there's, there's online... Um, you can pay for one, but there's tons of free versions. Um, but, like, I think about... So Tim and I both did it. 
and he's a five. And a five is probably the most introverted of all of the numbers within the, the scale or whatever. And listening and learning about him and why he needs more alone time essentially than I do. Like he has a finite amount of people energy. I think we all do to a certain extent, but for him, it's very, very like he wakes up and say he has, he starts with a hundred percent of energy that he can give to other people. And as the day goes on, like it, it quickly drains. And so for him at the end of the day, if he hasn't been able to like be in quiet solitude or like sit with his coffee or do something alone, like, ugh. It's not his best expression of himself. So anyways, all that to say, like, knowing that about him and knowing why, again, to echo what you said, like, I don't begrudge him that. I don't resent him for asking for time. I don't be like, well, you should have been taking that earlier. Like, I know how he works. I know how his, how he interacts with people and how that's very draining for him. Um, And I respect it. And ultimately, it behooves me in the long run if I give him that and we can like mm-hmm. be together more authentically. So anyway, yeah, rest and Tim are similar. We have plans this evening to hang out with my friend, Natalie. Um, for those of you who don't know her, honey, give me on Instagram. She's awesome. But anyways, her and her husband and her babe, and then Rusty and I and ours, we're all going to hang out and get a drink. And then her husband had something come up with work, so he can't come. And so I told Rusty and he was like, he's so sweet. He was like, so are you going to have a better experience? Like he said it in the sweetest way. Like <laughs> I could tell he didn't want to go. Right. But he tried to make it more. He was like really genuinely trying to see how, cause he knew I had a hard week. So he was like trying to see how I would have the best experience. So he's like, would your experience be better if I went or if you were just with that? I forget how he worded it, but I was like, you are so sweet. You do not have to go. And he was like, thank you. <laughs> that sounds like Tim. Yeah. He's like, I just, if for him, an opportunity to stay home means that this weekend when we're moving all of our shit, he's going to be able to show up that much, mm-hmm. that much better, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's just learning to read each other and to ask for what you need, but also try and give your partner what he or she needs because, um, that's hard. Sometimes empathy is hard sometimes. It's really hard, <laughs> especially in the, in the, in like the depths of it, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, we do the best we can. So that's all we can do. And then guilt like, is just not an effective emotion. No. So if you feel guilty again, the why and talk through it and then move past it. And mm-hmm. once you know better or feel better than do better or whatever, um, I think that's important to take note of too. Yeah. Guilt is worse, man. Guilt is, is just ridiculous. I feel like our, our motto is just do the best you can. Do the best in life with what you got at the moment, because Give any given right. moment, it's going to, ch- the best that you can is going to change. Yeah. And it's that's not a cop out to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a dick all the time. Cause that's no. the best I can do. It's like, no, we all can hold ourselves to a high standard, but then when we're not perfect at the same time. So mm-hmm. like also giving ourselves grace, there's like a fine balance that takes a lifetime to learn. And I'm, mm-hmm. we're both, every, everyone is always going to learn until the day that we die. <laughs> not to be morbid or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then we die. And then, and then we die. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love it. Um, Well, what do you think? Do you have any like last thoughts, things to share questions? If you guys have questions, you can email us. Um, we also have the tribe. So, you know, the Facebook group, you can always ask and it's amazing to see everyone support each other. But if you have questions of things you want us to talk about on the podcast, shoot us an email. Cause that's what I think where we're going to kind of tally those up and start to answer one or two every catch up episode when we can. Um, those are fun for us to give us a little bit of content and help us like, Rusty and I were talking about how you and I make such a good team with this because we bring such inc- like unique 
perspectives to the table. And I just, I love that. I, I feel like I learned something from you every time we record an episode, Same. which is so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. So if you guys have questions for us, we are not experts, but we like to talk. We love it. <laughs> and I will say we've been getting a lot of questions since we kind of mentioned that our email was slow and we yeah. really do our best to respond back to those. But also know that like, if you ask an in-depth question, even though we may not be able to type it out, um, we add it to our list of potential podcast questions. And so if we don't get to answer it via email, it just means that we're probably going to try and tackle it at some point on the podcast. Cause it's just exactly. easier to talk through like nuances of that. And for you to get both of our perspectives instead of just one of us answering, um, which is what usually ends up happening. Cause it's like, we, we hold the space for each other in our inbox a lot of the time. Cause it's like, okay, Laura's busy. Like I gotta, I'm going to tackle some of these like and same vice versa. Like Laura will do it. Like if she knows I've got a lot going on. So just know that we read every single email. Um, and we are really going to try our best to address a lot of those questions via the, via email or the podcast. Well, the rea- yeah, I, I'm so glad you said that because the reality of our lives now are that we want to answer everything, but most likely we're going to be answering it here because mm-hmm. we don't have the, I mean, we need to show up for ourselves and our families and, and all of you. And I also feel like a lot of the questions we get would really benefit multiple people. So mm-hmm. by sharing it on the podcast, instead of writing an in-depth email, which will take months to even get to, um, <laughs> we can, we can help more people at once. Yes. So if you need an immediate response, go to the Facebook group because Mm -hmm. um, you will get a plethora and it's so cool to see. And it's been overwhelmingly positive. I haven't felt like there's any judgment. It's such a cool space. So I'm really so cool. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, like when I get a chance to pop on there and I see a question, I'm like, oh, I'm going to answer that. I go through and look through the comments. I'm like, they already already said what I was going to say. So I've written like ditto with a finger pointing up. (laughs) Totally. So great. I love it. Cool. Well, guys, you can email us at modernmamaspodcast at gmail.com. I'm laura.radicalroots on Instagram. Just is just.holdthespace. Um, I guess that's all for now. This is like a nice quick catch up. We got to get back to packing and working and life, but um, we will bring you more of these. Send us your questions. We love you. <laughs> all right. Do it for the gram. Um, yeah. So that pause in case, cause I know some of you were wondering last time that was for a photo. So that wasn't a secret. You guys were all um, in that photo in spirit. <laughs> all right. I love it. Okay. Friends, we will talk at you next week. Thank you for being here. And also stay tuned. We might be, we touched on this. I'm just going to do it again. Maybe going on a tour and then, and not to do some future. We want to meet as many of you as possible. So Stay tuned for that, and we love you, and that's all for now. Have a good week. Bye, friends. Bye. I don't know what to say. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Vomit. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Three, two, one.